Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Oh, it's baseball time, too. We just spent time talking about soccer because it's soccer time. Well, it's baseball time. Here we go. It is baseball time, and it is time to talk some baseball with our guy, Matt Pauley. And this Redbird report is brought to you by Renner Garage Door, R-E-N-N-E-R, forward and back, family owned and top rated, Renner Door. STL.com. Matt Pauley joins us from Jupiter, Florida, where the Cardinals have full team workouts today for the first time. What's up, Matthew? Just another. Actually, it's kind of chilly today uh, here in Florida. It hasn't hit 70 yet. Uh, the yeah. wind is uh, is blowing. It's a little bit uncomfortable. So uh, everybody's wearing long sleeves today. That's nice. Um, it's going to be like 50 degrees here today. So I don't know if you <laughs> think you're bothering us. No, I'm just okay. telling you that you asked what was going on. The, okay. the number one topic of conversation, other than baseball stuff, has been the what. You should see Mike Claiborne. He is bundled up. He's got like a puffy coat on. What? He's got a beanie on. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm serious. Really? It's uh, it is. Yeah, no, I'm de- I'm dead serious. Well, I mean, it's not that. Come on, guys. I mean, Ali saw him this morning, and uh, when Ali saw Claves this morning, he goes, "Oh, are you going skiing?" <laughs> Which is a big thing in Florida. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. All the snow and. Oh yeah. Mountains. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The mountains in Florida. Huge mountains. Oh, snow-capped peaks. I know. Yeah. So it's the first full team workout today. It's a. It's a. I know that pretty much the entire team has already been there, but this is officially the day that um, the full team is together on the field working out. Yeah, there's a handful of guys that we had not seen prior to today. Most of these guys, like Paul Goldschmidt was in the area. He's been in Florida, uh, but he's been working out at a different place. There's a local baseball facility. Uh, I'm not totally sure, but I know he's been here working out. And uh, there's there's a local kind of legendary baseball gym that a lot of guys work out at even prior to coming in. But we saw Paul Goldschmidt in the clubhouse for the first time today. Uh, Dylan Carlson hadn't been around. We saw him for the first time today. Uh, Moises Gomez we saw for the first time today. I feel like there's another guy or two. So outside of maybe five players, and you got to remember there's 69 players who are currently on this nice. uh, uh, on the you know the spring training big league roster. So all but five guys had been seen prior to today. So then this is a thing I, I think most people know this by now, but for those that don't, um, it's it's spring training is not like it used to be where players would show up to get into shape for the season. These guys are working out pretty much all off season. Yeah. So the season ends and most guys take about a month. If you're coming off injury, maybe that can change your plan. But if you come off the season healthy, most guys will tell you that they take about a month or so. And then once you get into December, that's when you start to to ramp up and the that ramp up process has been going on for months and now the uh, but there's a difference between going and swinging in a cage and you know going and running on your own and doing the type of workouts that they're doing now so uh, yes they are in baseball shape but they're probably not in baseball game shape there's a slight difference there and that you know this time period really helps with that hey matt brad young here and uh hey brad 
one of the things I love about going to spring training games, I've done it for years, is that there are certain players that you get to see and watch and see if they're going to develop to the point where they're going to make the club and and they really perform well. And I know we haven't seen any games yet, but are there any players that you've identified that folks that, that may not even know their name here in St. Louis, but that you're looking at to see if they can produce something on the field that's that's kind of magical that would allow them to maybe make the big team? Hmm, that's an interesting question because there's definitely guys that I have my eye on. I don't know if they're going to – I think what they're doing is they're putting themselves in position that if the team needs something later in the season that they might become available. There, there's not a lot of competition for roster spots on this team outside of the bullpen and outside of Mason Wynn taking over the shortstop job. Maybe the, the 25th, 26th guy could end up being a little bit of a competition. But I think the, the number one name that I think of when you ask that question is Thomas Sejaci. He came over at the deadline last year. He won a Texas League batting title. He, We watched him a little bit the other day. He is such a quick bat, and he's somebody who probably will impact the big league team at some point this season. So because we haven't seen him before, like last year we saw Mason win in Grapefruit League play. We haven't seen Thomas Sejaci in a game in game action as a Cardinal, so I'm really excited to see what it looks like for him. This is that that time of year that I mean it's not just that right you're you're looking at the possibility of a guy surprising and ending up on the roster um by the end of camp but it is also getting a look at players from last year who maybe dealt with injuries maybe um things did not go particularly well for them is there somebody that you would like to see have a good spring now and I, and when I when I ask that question I realize that the veterans eh it's not about results during spring training because they, they're just trying to get their work in and, and what the end of the, the spring looks like in terms of numbers doesn't necessarily matter. But are there people that you will be paying closer attention to in that regard? Two names come to mind. First off, it's Mason Wynn for obvious reasons. He's got to win the shortstop job. If he, if he puts up numbers in Grapefruit League play that are similar to the numbers that he put up in the last month of the season last year, hitting about 100, it's going to be really hard for him to break camp with the team as the starting everyday shortstop. And if he doesn't do that, then everything is in disarray because you don't know if Tommy Edmonds going to be healthy enough to start the season. So you, you, at that point, you don't have a shortstop. So Mason Wynn uh, and what he does just just hitting just well enough. He doesn't have to be an all-star out there. He's just got to hit well enough that they're comfortable, uh, you know, breaking camp with him. And then the other guy who you're right. Like I'm not worried about Nolan Arnato. I'm not worried about Paul Goldschmidt. Those guys are going to be fine. I would like to see Miles Michaelis. He's somebody who did not pitch all that well last season. I think Michaelis having some success here, uh, especially towards the end of Grapefruit League play. I'm not looking at the overall numbers, but as he's uh, a couple starts left in spring training before the regular season starts, I hope that Michaelis looks uh, a little bit more like the guy he was two years ago. What is your feeling on defense and and what kind of work and what kind of effect you can really have during spring training in, in I guess, um, for lack of a better term, setting a tone for the season? Some people believe, well, that's when that's really when you get it done. That's when you work on the defense, and that's when you're solid because it's not like you're taking defensive practice during the regular season. Um, so do you believe much can be done in that way during spring training? It's a really interesting question because I've been talking about this a lot lately. 
the, the one of the narratives that we keep hearing is, you know, the Cardinals have to get back to being the Cardinals when it comes to feeling and it gets to base running. And there's so much talk about, you know, everything being crisp and the routine and just the. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The discipline that goes on in spring training. Here's my thing. That existed last year. It's not like they're, they've always been the Cardinals. They've always gone about spring training in a very professional kind of way. Nothing looked different last year in spring training outside of the fact that some guys weren't here because of the WBC. And I have a really hard time believing that that impacted who the team was from a fielding standpoint, from a base running standpoint, all the, all the Cardinal way stuff, which, which really matters. So I, I don't have an answer to that question, but I think it's an especially notable question now because we keep hearing over and over and over about how the way they are conducting camp, and I think they're conducting camp the right way. I think they're doing the right things to have a good team from a fielding and a base running standpoint, but I also don't think it's all that different from what they did last season and obviously last year from a fielding and a base running standpoint. It wasn't very good. We're talking to Matt Polly, of course, uh, coming from Florida for spring training, just getting started. And and Matt, I've had a lot of folks talk to me about some of the disappointments in in landing a Lance Lynn and landing a Matt Carpenter, and and yet with that, we've lost a lot of of the seasoned pros over the last couple of years, including, of course. Yachty and others, uh, Adam Wainwright, of course. So how important is it from a leadership perspective that we've added a Matt Carpenter, we've added a Lance Lynn? How does that make an impact in ways that perhaps listeners or watchers don't realize? Yeah, so the two names you didn't mention who I, I have seen an illustration of leadership so far is Sonny Gray and Kyle Gibson. Uh, Gray, it's been really fun to watch him. He's bringing everybody along with him. A lot of communication uh, when when he's out there on the you know go, throwing bullpens. He's talking nonstop to his catcher, generally Wilson Contreras. They are on the same page as everything. And then yesterday, when he got done with his live BP, he called all of his catchers over and the pitching coach Dusty Blake, and they had a good five minute post mortem on what he did during his session. He is trying to lift everybody up, and you can see it on an everyday basis. This is not a behind-closed-doors kind of leadership thing. Sonny Gray right now is very much leading from the front, and I think that's going to pay dividends for not only him but the entire pitching staff. And then the other guy is Kyle Gibson, and he does it in a little bit of a different kind of way. Um, when on Valentine's Day he brought in candy bars and gave them out to everybody, he's the guy who's walking around introducing himself to, to young guys. Uh, I, I was walking by uh, today, and I was watching him and Matthew Libertor have a conversation. So the two guys that I've seen with my eyes who have done the most kind of leadership-type things are those two guys. Not to take Lance Lynn is going to be somebody who is going to be um, – he's going to be very – um, 
the, there's a reason for everything he says. There, the, in fact, uh, Oliver Marmel talked about this earlier today, the intentionality of being blunt with people. You're not being blunt to be blunt. You're being blunt for a reason, and you're trying to get the best out of them. Uh, Matt Carpenter's locker was placed right next to Mason Wins, and they're spending a fair amount of time with each other. So there's a lot of those type of things going on. Uh, it felt like the organization kind of, from an off-season standpoint, the Zoom calls, the group tax, like the the number one thing outside of acquiring players that the organization did this off-season was try to get everybody kind of pulling in the same direction and create that culture. So it was in a really good spot coming in. And uh, you know, I haven't been around this team on an every year basis outside of the last two three years, but you can you can kind of feel it when you're in the clubhouse. It's a different feeling right now. Wilson Contreras was during the uh, Cardinals winter warmup. Uh, when we talked to him, he was very open about what happened last year and temporarily being removed as the starting catcher and uh, the stuff he felt like he needed to work on, or they felt like he needed to. And he took ownership of it, even though the entire situation was confusing to a lot of us who were observing it. Um, does he, and, and so far during spring training, and, and again, it's still very early, but does it appear to you that he has or is a, a different person, I guess? Uh, no, and I think that's good. Uh, I don't think he needed to be a different person. Now, is he is he maybe doing some things differently? Is he putting some more work in? Maybe. That's that's tough to see. He's here early every day. He's here late every day. He's doing what you need to do. Uh, but I, I think who Wilson Contreras is is, is fantastic. And uh, it's been fun to watch him and Sonny Gray really – uh, just build off of each other and the energy and the excitement and everything that's that's going on. I have no issues with Wilson Contreras. I think he is doing things. I don't think the Cubs ever asked him to do what the Cardinals have asked him to do from a defensive standpoint. And I don't know if the Cardinals totally knew how to ask him to do that last year because they were coming off all those years of Yadier Molina where it just happened. So there was a learning curve for the Cardinals last year almost in how to catch coach how to uh, coach catchers say that three times real fast i think coach people catchers, have kind of figured catchers. it out now and it's a it's a good situation i did it congratulations I, I did it was not that difficult at all okay well <laughs> you're just a better talker than me <laughs> uh matt you're my favorite Any, hey anything else you're my we should favorite know, too. anything else we should know today uh, you have news and notes and nuggets and stuff tidbits you got any tidbits not a whole lot of tidbits. Uh, every, I mean, like I said, everybody is here. There's no major health issues. There's a couple guys dealing with like a stomach bug that's been going around the clubhouse, but nothing of uh, nothing of note. So, just uh, we're finally baseball things are finally happening on the field. And I'm I'm so glad that I, we don't have to talk. I mean, we'll talk about it, but we th- that the main focus isn't going to be all these kind of side narratives that we can actually talk about what's happening on, on a baseball field. Yes, and and stay healthy. Don't get sick. Okay, don't don't. I had a delicious uh, vanilla caramel latte this morning. Oh wow! From did you go to a Starbucks or some other coffee place? Uh, there's so there is a play. We the entire media contingent uh, because Ali was a little later in his media session today. We uh, we 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 took the walk across the Abaco neighborhood to Crux Coffee 
It is uh, like Benjamin Hockman just sets up there in the afternoon. That's his office. Oh, he, he, uh, would is, be, uh, he would be one of those, there's my laptop yeah. in the coffee shop yep. guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so Crux Coffee is kind of the, uh, it is the unofficial coffee house of uh, Cardinals Media. Oh, awesome. Watch out for golf carts because when you're, when you're at Roger Dean Stadium, the place is surrounded by octogenarians in golf carts. <laughs> well... It's Florida. It's Florida. So, so just telling you, Matt, make sure you look both ways, pal, because there might be a golf well, cart coming up right now. Be on careful here. out there. That was a $5 word if I've ever heard one, Brad. What's that? Were you trying to throw your uh, law degree at us? Octogenarian? Right yeah. Do you know what that means? No clue. Oh. If I assume it's old 80s. people. It means it's you're in your, okay. 80s, your yeah. 80s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Old people. That's what I was guessing. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was a big word. <laughs> you never heard of it. The word of the day is octogenarian. Octogenarian. There you go. Yeah. All right. Hey, Matt, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you Thursday. All right. Or if, yes, something, Thursday. if, if something cool happens between now and Thursday, we'll talk. I, I hope something cool happens. The Cardinals do have a track record of signing players to extensions during spring training, although I'm not convinced that's going to happen this year. All right. Well, let us know if it does. We'll do. Matt, oh, oh uh, sports open line tonight. Yeah, 7 to 8. So we've got the Slew Coaches show from 6 to 7. And then uh, I'll be coming your way 7 to 8. Uh, we'll hear Oliver Marmel's daily comments. Paul Goldschmidt is scheduled to speak with the media here in just a little while. So i got to get back out there. So make sure I don't miss him. Uh, but, yeah, that'll all be part of the uh, 7 o'clock hour tonight. Tell him we said hi. I'll, I'll give him a big hug for you. All right. That's Matt Pauley. See you, Matt. Bye. Uh, listen to Sports Open Line tonight after the Slew Coaches show at 6. Matt's on at 7 o'clock until 8. A lot of Cardinals coverage. And, of course, countdown to opening day every Thursday from 6 until 8. But we've got, look, we're the home of the Cardinals. We've got plenty of Cardinals coverage here on KMOX. Brad Young in for Amy. I'm Chris Ranji on KMOX. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.